If you ever had a penchant for neuroscience, positive psychology, consciousness, social justice, and more, you've come to the right place. If you ever asked, there's got to be more to life than this, everything's all here, waiting on you on standby and ready for you to take action. If you've ever hungered for something more, well, I've got a hot meal for you. My name is Mark Cordone, a do-gooder from the island of Misfit Toys who received his neuroscience, public health, human development, coaching, and positive psychology certifications from the Misfit State University and founded the Joy Revolution. Each episode, it's just you, me, and a Coke and a smile, baby, talking about living life all out and performing lights out through positive disruption, joyful non-compliance, and quantum sensibility. Welcome to the tiniest, littlest, itty-bittiest podcast in this multiverse. Welcome to Tiny Little Classes. All right, it's TLC number six, Unconscious Competence. Quote, Mark, I hope you continue to write in the future regardless of what career you choose. You're a talented writer and you have so much to say. Unquote. Dr. Boyd White, December 5th, 1995. As a first year student ending my first semester at Emory University, I remember receiving this feedback from Professor Boyd White, who taught English 101 writing in the fall of 1995. I was in a cohort of about 15 other freshmen, and we were all a little (laughs) too cool for school back then, Uh, not laughing at Boyd's wit, smoking camel lights at every break, and not taking the assignments too seriously while taking ourselves way too seriously. Maybe we were all still traumatized from not getting into our dream schools, you know, Duke or Hopkins. I mean, everybody, everybody knew back then that Emory was our backup. But there was something about Boyd that allowed me to show up fully and in freedom where I wanted to write rather than watch MTV's Love Lines with Dr. Drew Pinsky and Adam Carolla. Mind you, this was an age before DVRs. And the freedom, that freedom gave me choice which I was not accustomed to, and sovereignty, which I was not accustomed to, and voice, which I also wasn't accustomed to at the time. And while I was externally acting like I was too cool for school, I internally reveled at the idea of creating something new. During that semester, everything in the mundane was suddenly inspiring from just doing what I was already doing. I'd be listening to Tori Amos on my Sony Discman and decided to deconstruct Little Earthquakes. Incredible album. Or I'd run my tongue against the back of my teeth to land on the void where my wisdom teeth previously resided. And from that, another idea. How the three days after my wisdom teeth were removed, I only ate sherbet ice cream. And I discussed how I battled the diminishing return of lime green sherbet and how I came up with creative ways to keep the taste novel. And finally, the piece de resistance. I submitted a final that discussed the cultural impact of Bruce Lee on the American psyche. And of course, that's when Boyd wrote his final note of the semester to me. Here's the thing, though. If English 101 was not a requirement, I wouldn't have registered to take it. And yes, while it was amazing, 
I failed to recognize the value of writing in my life. I mean, what the heck could I write about and have a career in? I was at Emory, a Duke reject, to become the next Dr. Cordon of my family, not a Filipino Chuck Klosterman. <laughs> I doggedly rejected everything that wasn't in my narrow field of vision to go to medical school, even if it generated new levels of happiness for me. And I dismissed the value of writing or any notions that my writing had any kind of power Add this to the fact that my papers became more scientific or required APA formatting and my writing output became glacial at best. It became so hardwired that I technically never finished a paper after the first semester in college. Soon, writing became tedious, plodding, and frustrating. And it wasn't until the summer of 2020 that I started getting my groove back, my mojo, my moxie, in rediscovering value, voice, and some semblance of confidence through gateless writing. And with this comes the intersection of awareness and skill. Now, according to the Langvin Institute 2012, when someone doesn't know what they don't know, they fit into the category of a novice or unconscious incompetence. That's similar to the fun that I had in my English class. I had no clue what I was technically doing, but it was fun because it was new. So in moving from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence, you are suddenly aware of everything you don't know in a particular subject. Picking up the nuances is difficult. The honeymoon is over. Confidence goes down and you are considering giving up. This conscious incompetence is called the apprenticeship. As you overcome the urge to give up and build your competence through mentors and coaches, so essentially, you realize how much you don't really know and you have the ways to go. After my freshman English class, I felt this confidence drop and never wanted to take a writing class ever again. With continued apprenticeship, you become the journeyman now. So you move from conscious incompetence to become conscious of your competence, not your incompetence, but your competence. So this comes from persistent learning and skill building and a growth mindset towards continued feedback and committed practice. Now, this has varying levels of success. While you can experience frustration here because you know what you need to concentrate on, but you haven't fully learned the skill. However, with continued practice, the skill becomes easier to execute. So if you've ever seen Karate Kid, Team America, or every Jean-Claude Van Damme fighting movie in the 90s, Rocky, Nacho Libre, this is a part of the movie where there are quick clips of the fighter training for the big climactic clash with the bad guy. It's called a montage. Now there's another level after the journeyman, or the conscious competent, and it's becoming the unconscious competent. This is where you become so good at something that executing it becomes second nature, effortless, intuitive. You no longer have to think about the skill. It just happens. So in real time, you pull off incredible skills. It took me multiple rounds of TEDx's and Speaker Who Dare performances to finally get to a point of not just memorizing a speech, which is still the conscious competence, to embodying the speech. This is how I felt in delivering my last talk at TEDx Ocala. I knew that talk so well that lights, audience interactions, booze, nothing would faze me. 
So let's go over this again. We start out with the unconscious incompetence, the novice. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know anything except you feel excited about the novelty. Now, the unconscious incompetence becomes conscious incompetence. The novice becomes the apprentice. You suddenly realize how difficult this novel skill actually is. You feel like quitting, but a good coach or mentor can pull you out of this. So I'm going to ask you this. Where in your life do you feel like you're an apprentice? Where, because of conscious incompetence, you are suddenly aware that a new skill is going to be much harder to master than you thought. Is it in your new work responsibility or your new business venture, or school, or training, or life, or life transitions, all of the above. Now we move from the conscious incompetence of the apprentice to the conscious competence of the journeyman. You know what you need to do, or you have a plan or a coach, but it might be difficult to achieve the success you need. So the key here is to keep practicing so you don't have to think about the skill. I remember constantly working on my crossovers when I was in roller derby. Two hours a day to work on it, but months later, I didn't have to think about my crossovers and could focus on the bout, my teammates, my opponent. And finally, when the skill you used to look at as difficult, frustrating, becomes a no-brainer move for you, you move from conscious competence to unconscious competence, and the journeyman becomes the master. Like the novice who is unconscious, the master doesn't truly know when they've actually mastered a skill. So let's see if we can illuminate some of that mastery in you. I want you to list the things in the last two years that you've worked your butt off for. How difficult is it for you to execute now? You might have mastered it then. And if you have mastered it, are you applying it in your daily life? Are there areas that are asking you to turn down the skills you've already mastered? Perhaps it's time to take those skills elsewhere. Okay, as always, I'm loving elevating with you, even if you are too cool for school. So until next time, I want you to remember, I want you to revolt, and I want you to be excellent to each other. See ya. All right, I hope you enjoyed this tiny little class and there's more good stuff coming your way. But until the next episode, please subscribe and leave a fancy review if you liked it. Let's stay in touch, yeah? Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as The Joy Rev. That's The Joy Rev. No spaces. Or connect with like-minded revolutionaries in our Facebook group, Search the joy revolution underground and of course don't forget to check the classes articles blogs at joyrevolution.com joyrevolution.com and yes i invite you to text me anytime 813-867-0628 that's 813-867-0268 now until then what will you do to change history for the better. See ya.
Thanks again for listening. And don't forget, if you want to launch a podcast with speed and quality that puts you in demand, check out the, the webinar, The Three Biggest Mistakes Entrepreneurs Make When Launching Their Podcast. It's at joyrevolution.com slash podcast. That's joyrevolution.com slash podcast.